Friends, before we begin, let me mention that Tracks for the Journey is available in a book series. I've revised and expanded each podcast as an essay for you to enjoy. Search on Amazon with my name and the Tracks for the Journey title. There you'll find Volumes 1, 2, or 3, available in paperback or Kindle edition. Or you can go to my website for a direct link to find these and other resources. Thanks for listening today. Welcome to the Tracks for the Journey podcast. I'm Larry Payne, your guide on a path of personal growth in spirit, mind, and body. In this program, I'll be sharing ways to improve your well-being with practical insight and inspiration. We'll follow the tracks made by progressive Christian spirituality, psychology, culture, and science. I've walked this trail for years as a pastor, hospital chaplain, and licensed counselor. On this trail, there's so much for us to learn together. I invite you to lace up your hiking boots today as we explore tracks for your life journey. I've enjoyed travel to a lot of different places. I've been at the top of the Empire State Building and the bottom of a gold mine in Australia, the desert of Arizona and the jungle of the Philippines, viewed the holy relics of Jerusalem and the pagan temples of Las Vegas. I could sing that funny song from Johnny Cash, I've been everywhere, man, but thankfully I'm not going to do it. Do I have a favorite place among all these travels? I would rank the backyard of my in-law's house in Missouri, a peaceful acre of garden, pecan trees, and swing sets, as standing at the very top of my list. Tragically, it was destroyed in the 2011 tornado, but it lives in my memory. What about you? Where have you traveled? Perhaps your path has walked through the dark valley of grief, the breathtaking mountaintop of love, a thick jungle of confusion, the silent wilderness of doubt, or even the glorious temple of revelation. Right now, I guess the COVID pandemic has placed many people around our country stuck in one literal place, their house or apartment or trailer, enduring isolation, uncertainty, and sadness. The question can be raised, no matter where we actually are, how can I make it through these hard times? The answer given by clergy and counselors is the same. We must gain resiliency. And that's the topic of our Tracks for the Journey today. I want to explore the idea of resiliency in three different episodes. In that series, we'll develop the ways science and faith use to enhance resiliency and have greater well-being for us all. Now, what is this idea of resiliency, especially in connection with our emotional health? The term describes our capacity to adjust to the changing situations of life. A resilient person can gather inner resources to meet the challenge. The greatest value of resiliency is found when we are in stressful, difficult, or threatening episodes. With resilience, we're like foam rubber, able to bounce back to our original shape. In today's episode, 
let's explore the importance of a goal to build our resilience. This would be more than a goal of having a good job or a happy family. It involves the basic aspirations of our lives, our transcendent purposes. We can find some of the answer in a biblical passage which speaks about the goal of our life journey. Stay tuned and we'll explore it after this brief pause. Welcome back to our episode today as we explore the topic of resilience. This is something we really need in the path of our daily travels. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, the New Testament says it this way, quote, Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, end quote. The book of Hebrews is a little mystery in the Bible. If you're not a regular Bible reader, you may miss it, tucked in the back of the New Testament. However, it really is a gem. Scholars say it presents the highest level of Greek writing in the New Testament, being lyrically beautiful to read, elegant, rhetorical, and filled with alliteration, wordplay, and balance. We don't know who wrote this beautiful literary piece, but we do know the situation the first audience was experiencing. These believers were in difficult times. History supports this. The Roman world, which had given periodic persecutions of Christians and Jews, actually drove out of Rome many Christians in 46 AD. In 70 AD, Jerusalem and the temple used by Jews for hundreds of years was destroyed in the Jewish war. The writer had the clear purpose of exhorting faltering Christians to grasp the power of God with restored hope and courage. In today's words, the author wrote to build resilience among these followers. The words from chapter 12 are important for us. Quote, Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. End quote. Now what race is the author talking about? It's the journey of our life, of course. The word in the original language is the common word for any struggle, fight, or contest. Many ancient writers use this same analogy. The Greek and Roman world loved athletic contests and the intense training and effort to succeed in those. Huge stadiums were in the major cities from Rome to Egypt. The games were modeled after the ancient Greek Olympics some 400 years earlier. They featured running, combat-oriented fighting, and the pentathlon. The longest race was called the Dolikos, at just more than three miles. Today we use the race metaphor for our own modern ideas. With this virus lockdown, you've probably heard someone say they were ready to get back in the game, or just the opposite, of being glad to escape from the rat race for a few weeks. Now, I personally enjoy running, literally running down the street. I started about 10 years ago. I've run everything from one-mile races to a marathon. On most runs, I don't consider it a race that I have to win. I'm just glad to be active for my health and enjoyment. But one time, I did win my age division against two competitors. Honestly, though, they did have a little trouble. One of them lost a wheel off his walker, and the other was found by the police from a silver alert notification. 
If you enjoyed that little joke, send me a happy face emoji to trackspodcast at mail.com. It was a pretty feeble effort at humor. But let's get back to the biblical passage. The journey spoken of in this biblical passage is more than huffing through a few kilometers, turning calendar pages, making selfies at bucket list locations, or even surviving COVID-19. Our journey is a God-given quest for the true purpose in life. Your life is not just to survive as a blob of protoplasm briefly moving across a hunk of rock which orbits around a common star tucked in the arm of a mediocre galaxy. You are in a contest, according to the Bible, a race toward a special goal that lies ahead. It's interesting that the word for race in the original language of this New Testament is where we get our English word agonize. It was used to describe any contest, race, or event that involved competition or overcoming a challenge. Honestly, we all know that our life journey is about overcoming challenges. We must have resilience to keep going just as the ancient athletes did. So after a break, let's talk about the race course that's laid out for our life journey. Our episode today is the first of a three-part series about building resiliency in our life journey. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 describes the course of the race or the path as being, quote, marked out for us, end quote. In the ancient games, a marker was placed at the end of the stadium for the runners to reach. Here, the word for that marker, prokimai, has the larger meaning of a race course or a goal that's being laid out as the path for the race. Modern research has shown how important it is to have a goal, purpose, or meaning that motivates us for our daily living. Stay with me for a moment to think of this in a different way. Usually we think of a goal of making a million dollars or having the winning pie in the county fair contest. But I think there's a deeper meaning here. The deeper meaning is the goal of accepting who we are. We build our resilience when we move toward the goal of self-acceptance. We're stronger when we live based not on what I do, but on who I am. Many modern research programs support this idea, and most of us struggle with it. We struggle with unconditionally accepting ourself. We may have worked for years to make up for the inadequacies that we feel. Within our thoughts are deeply embedded patterns that make us feel unworthy, full of problems and mistakes, judging ourself as laden with the burden of sinful actions. With all this in our mind, we can't run toward that mark in our life journey. The goal seems far away because our lack of accepting who I am is like a weight that hinders my resilience. The writer of Hebrews actually pictures this very vividly as he urges, quote, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, end quote. 
we can imagine the ancient athletes in the arena tossing off their clothes and running naked toward the marker. Yes, naked. That shocks us, but it was the norm in the ancient world. In our life journey, the lack of self-acceptance, keeping all of our burdens upon us, is like running a race in a snowsuit. Many therapists have brought out the importance of unconditional self-acceptance. It means recognizing our human inadequacy as normal and refusing to condemn ourselves. We can admit we failed without believing that we're an utter failure. Unconditional self-acceptance also urges us to receive the inherent worth and dignity God has given to each of us without reservation. You can be kind to yourself because God knows all about you and has chosen to be kind to you. This builds resilience to bounce back even when we stumble and fail. The Bible recounts the story of the Apostle Peter denying that he knew Jesus three different times on the night before Jesus was crucified. What a failure he was! Yet, after the resurrection, Jesus welcomed him back as a disciple. Jesus accepted him in all of his failure and made it possible for Peter to accept himself as loved by God. We are to stay on the course of life by accepting ourselves as loved of God. Modern runners follow a course clearly marked out through the city. A person on a hiking trail through the forest can find the same thing. In one race that I ran, I failed to see the markings on the pavement. I was so glad a few moments later when a man in a pickup said, Hey buddy, I think you've made a wrong turn. The course goes that way. I turned around and headed back to the right path. We must move forward with self-acceptance on our journey. So in our next part, let's talk about an even greater truth that can build resilience. What is that ultimate goal of our journey? The writer of Hebrews makes clear there is a spiritual component to the finish line that's truly exciting. We'll cover more right after this break. Let me share with you for a few moments something that I'm involved in. I'm a supporter of World Vision. World Vision is a global Christian humanitarian organization. They partner with children, families, and their communities to reach full potential. They do this by tackling the causes of poverty and injustice. They support many different programs of relief and humanitarian aid. But they also share this from a faith perspective. They seek to serve in God's unconditional love to the poor and oppressed wherever those people may be found. They do so in very sensitive ways, not as the old type of imperialistic mission efforts, but instead with the values of compassion, love, and goodness. Their mission statement is very simple, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ in working for the poor and oppressed, to promote human transformation, seek justice, and bear witness to the good news of the kingdom of God. They do this through emergency relief, promotion of justice, 
partnerships with churches, and transformational community development. My wife and I have made this personal for many years by supporting a child with gifts every month. During this month, I'll be running in a special race entitled 6K for Water. Research has shown that millions of impoverished people lack clean drinking water. Many of them walk as much as six kilometers every day just to get a bucket of water. During this race, there's an opportunity to raise funds so that wells and water capacity systems can be built around the world. I'm proud to participate in World Vision, and I hope you'll look into it at worldvision.org. As we think about developing resilience on our life journey, we must think about what the ultimate goal might be. The verses in Hebrews describe our ultimate goal, or the finish line, as being made, quote, perfect, end quote. That's right. In Hebrews 11.39, the writer says that God is planning for his people to be, quote, perfect, end quote. Now, this doesn't mean without any weakness or flaws, but instead being mature, complete, whole, and fulfilled. The word teleao describes being brought to the goal or being made complete with nothing more needed. It might describe the moment a sculptor lays down her tools and says, the masterpiece is finished. The Bible speaks of wholeness in this life as we follow Jesus. A passage in the book of 2 Peter says that through the power and promises of God, we may, quote, participate in the divine nature, end quote. In, the, in theology, this is called theodosis. It means that we are now and forever sharing by grace a unity with God. We'll not be elevated to divinity, of course, but it does mean that we are holding God's presence within us. We're not made perfect or sinless, but we're joined to the perfect one. His love is actually operating within those who love him now, moving us forward toward a finish line of being a new creation as a part of our entire universe being freshly made. The New Testament scholar Tom Wright says, quote, Those who are grasped by grace in the gospel are not merely beneficiaries, recipients of God's mercy. They are also agents in which God is addressing the world to break open existing ways and imagine a different way to be human, End quote. That is a huge vision. It is the finish line as God recreates you and me to more reflect His love and character. It is resilience, which is grounded in self-acceptance and God's work, that will carry us through the race course of life. The ultimate goal of maturity and wholeness and unity with the Spirit is that finish line that we seek to cross. When the New Testament was written, the story of Pheidippides was a well-known legend. He was a courier for the Greek army during the Persian invasion of 490 B.C. When the invading army landed at the eastern coast of Greece, 
he ran 125 miles to Sparta to ask that city to send an army to join the army of Athens and defend the homeland. He then ran back with their answer. He witnessed the battle and the victory and then ran 80 miles to Athens to announce Nicomen, Nicomen, or in English, we win, we win. At that moment, the legend goes, he collapsed and died from his exertions, having run hundreds of miles to carry the news. His race had been won, and his resilience proven across the miles of rocky Grecian mountains. Of course, from this legend, the modern marathon race was created in 1896 to celebrate his resilience. And everyone since then who has run 26.2 miles has revisited the resilience of Pheidippides. Each of us are on a journey. We have a path to follow to the final amazing destination. So I urge you today, accept your unique and worthy self, loved by God, to run this race with resilience. In the next segment of Tracks for the Journey, we're going to return to the Serenity Prayer. The Serenity Prayer by Reinhold Niebuhr was one of the great prayers and spiritual inspirational quotes of the 20th century. We've looked at the first part of that prayer. In our next episode, we'll talk about courage. The courage to change the things we can. I'm Larry Payne, your podcast host for Tracks for the Journey. This show is produced at Bright Star Studio on the high plains of West Texas, all rights reserved. Original music is provided by Howard Harper Barnes through Epidemic Music. The podcast is distributed by Buzzsprout. Please visit our Facebook page, Tracks for the Journey, to learn more. I welcome you to follow the page and enter the discussions. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, and rate it wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a comment you'd like to share, you can reach me by email at the address trackspodcast at mail.com. Keep making tracks on your journey for well-being.